This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to OBJ Watch this morning, guys. The Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes continues. Dak Prescott is the latest cowboy to chime in. He says he's reached out to OBJ about joining Dallas. Now, let's not forget the Giants are still making their push for Odell with wideout Sterling Shepard saying he keeps in contact with OBJ and thinks that Odell would love to return to New York. This is getting good. Shannon, what's your gut feeling right now about where Odell signs? Well, if he wants to win a ring, he says he wants to win. He wants a chance to win a championship. He'll go to Dallas. Now, if he wants to go homecoming, if he wants to, you know, have you know, have a, a nostalgic moment mm-hmm. and go back in the locker room with some friends with Saquon, Sterling Shepard, I'm sure a lot of the athletic trainers and doctors and everything, they're still there. He's very agree. familiar with the city of New York. He is. Uh, he's unfamiliar with Dallas. I don't know how much time he spent in Dallas, but when you spend three, four years, uh, uh, five years like he spent in New mm-hmm. York, he's very familiar with the, with the New York area. He's very familiar with the Giants. So if that's what he wants, if he wants a homecoming, go to the Giants. You're not going to win a championship in New York. That's not going to happen. Now, he said he wants a chance to win, and he wants the chance to go and win a championship. Dallas is in a better position currently for him to meet those goals. So for me, it seems like a no-brainer. Now, obviously, the money is going to be an issue. How much money is he willing to take? Because the Giants probably will be willing to meet his demands and give him the pro-rated $20 million and then give him a two-, three-year deal on top of that. Will the Cowboys be willing to meet his demands and give him a two-, a two or three-year deal on top of that? I don't know. Mm. Because the Cowboys says, I, I think you kind of need us a little bit more than we need you. We've shown over the last couple of weeks that we can win without another uh, wide receiver. Well, at least over the last week. I wouldn't well, go a couple of weeks, but go ahead. Well, they, well, they, well, they played well. That, that was, I put that loss in Green Bay on the defense. 14-point right. lead. Okay. I need you to play in Green Bay and, like and, you played and, Sunday. And I need Dak's offense to have the ball four <laughs> times at the end of the game and score at least a field goal, and they scored right. zilch. And, go and, ahead. And, they, and the first and, uh, and Tampa, and what Tampa, excuse me, Minnesota, yep. you have the ball the first seven times, you go get, touch, you go get points. So that's, that's good enough. So And then Dak says, I'm – I don't know how you get a better recruitment pitch than what the Cowboys have given Odell. I mean, from D-Law to uh, uh, C.D. Lamb to this one to, to Dick, Micah, to, to Micah. Mm-hmm. Yep. and Dak says, I've reached out to him personally. He has. And let him know that we would mm-hmm. love to have your services. Yep. We think you would fit great in this locker room, and it has an opportunity for you to help us, and we go do something special. So you can't get a better pitch. You've heard the owner speaking glowing terms about you, but at the end of the day, it only matters if he signs the check. Not what he says, it's about what he does. Yep. So for me, Skip, it seems like it's a no-brainer mm-hmm. that the Cowboys are the better option if he wants to win and go mm-hmm. compete for a championship. If he wants to go home because he wants to go back and wants to finish where it all started, yep. well, the Giants obviously is a no question because okay. he spent the better part. The best parts of his career has been in New York. And if that's what he wants, go to New York. But a championship, that ain't happening. So if you had to bet on it at this very moment, you would bet Dallas. I would bet Dallas, absolutely. Okay. I got it. It feels to me like a game that will be played tomorrow afternoon, Thanksgiving afternoon, the game of the regular season to me every year is this game featuring my Dallas Cowboys. Right. This one features an arch rival in the division, New York Giants. Mm-hmm. They are also 7-3, and three, as are the Cowboys. 
it feels like <clears throat> the winner of this game will get Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. That's, that's how I boil it down because if the Giants do come in and pull off what would be seen as a massive upset, right. Dallas is now a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, okay. and I don't think anybody in the world is going to pick Dallas to win this game. I mean, pick Giants. Uh, the Giants to win this game. I right. don't think anybody will, nope. and, and sometimes that can be the classic trap because I, I don't think the Giants are a bad team by any stretch. Right. It's possible that they would have as many as six starters who started against the Lions, not eligible or or, or not not available for this game. Skip, at some point in time, that next man up becomes just coach's speak. Yeah, you just can't keep having guys go down to my next man up, next man up, okay. next man up. All right, I got it. No team has ever recruited Odell, even last year, any harder than my team has. Has anybody ever been recruited no, in the no, NFL no, like this? No. It's never happened like this. They have rolled out the metallic blue carpet, yes. and it's like miles long. Everybody's on the carpet right. saying, please, everybody's down on bended knee. Odell, please, 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 this is made for you. I right. keep saying he was born to be a Dallas Cowboy, to, to perhaps finish his career as a Dallas Cowboy because he did New York and he did L.A. Unfortunately, he had to do Cleveland also, but he needs to finish with America's team. He needs to wear that star on the side of his helmet. Yep. But it feels like if if somehow the Giants jerk the rug out from under the Cowboys tomorrow afternoon, that it feels like Odell might lean back toward the Giants. But here's why I'm going to say he won't be a Giant. They will then heavily recruit him and say, you got to come home. you got to come back. Right. And, and I, I'm pretty sure you, you know him a lot better than I do, but... But it seems like two of his closest friends are Sterling Shepard and Saquon. They are. They work out together, and I think they're they're soulmates. They're they're blood brothers well, tell, because they played together. Well, tell them tell them in Jamaica after I win the Super Bowl with the Cowboys, we can still be friends. Okay. All right. I got. Skip, it. I'm to, skip, I'm to, at this point in my career, I, I got it. There's not Here, very many opportunities you're gonna get like this, Skip. It's on a silver platter. All right. And here's the other one. Remember. The, the leading receiver in targets and catches is Darius Slayton, who's not all that. No. He's not really a true number one to me. There's no Sterling Shepard right now because he's gone. Right. He's out. Wondell Robinson got injured. He did. He's he out. just got Okay. The, the leading receiver in targets and catches overall is Saquon, and who is your running back. Right. Okay. The problem for Odell would be if, if he decided, I'm going to go home again, I'm going to go back to the Giants. He would immediately be perceived. Let's say they win the game and right. they get to eight and three. He would be perceived Same. as their savior. Mm -hmm. He would. People would say, "We need 2014 Odell. We right. need you back. We need the Pro Bowl Odell." I don't know if that body has it in there anymore right. because I don't. He's had the ACL reconstructed, right. reconfigured twice right. now on the same right. knee, right. which is scary to me. And he had three different surgeries in Cleveland. At age 30, could he stand up to being the savior? I don't know because no, it's no. hard to know. Is that you're asking an awful lot, Skip, for someone to be your savior that's coming off a second ACL injury, yep. and you don't really know how his body's going to respond to, to – obviously, he's going to have to take a physical. But there's one thing about running straight ahead on a treadmill yep. and running straight ahead on a track. But plant cutting with helmets and shoulder pads, guys bumping into you is something entirely different. So you're asking an awful lot of a guy that hadn't played football in a very long time to come in and be your savior. He doesn't have to be your savior. Just think, Skip. I don't believe in Dominican Sue is coming out of retirement or wherever he was, hiatus, for anything other than a team that presented an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. All right. The Eagles gave him that opportunity. Agreed. I believe the Cowboys presents a better opportunity, although going home would be ground, man. 
Never thought I'd be back in this locker room, yep. see some of the guys. That's great. It would but be. at the end of the day, you said you wanted to win. And I believe the Cowboys give you a much better chance, as a matter of fact, a 90-10 better chance of winning long-term than the Giants. Okay. So now back to my Cowboys. I believe everybody in that building is all in except for the man who matters the most. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because his quote yesterday had an interesting phrase in it, if I can find the whole quote. He went on and on about this and that. It's Jerry speak, which I can't even decipher. But at the end of it, he said, the main thing that everybody would agree with, if you can improve this team right now and it's within reason, you should do it. Right. And it's within reason, said Gerald Wayne Jones Jr. Within reason. What does that mean, Mr. Jones? Jerry's the only guy that he wants a discount, but he wants you to pay full price. That's how he operates, Kim. So he's looking at Odell. I want you, but I need you to take, you know, probably 50, 60 cents on the dollar. That's what he needs. So it has been reported that Odell wants something commiserate with with what Michael Williams just got to start this season. I know he goes in and out of the lineup. He's been beat up. But right. he got three years at $60 million. That's $20 million a year. Right. And Odell would want that prorated this year right. down the stretch of however many games, what would be six games yeah. left. Yeah. So he would want prorated $20 million of those games. And then, obviously, he would like some duration to this deal right. to take him into his early 30s. So would he want two more years on top of that? Probably, Probably he would. Probably. Okay. Can you is it too rich for Jerry's blood to go to 20 million a year one prorated this year and then 20 and 20 for the next two because I'm pretty sure that's the market price. Yes. That that's what Odell say well I'm I'm worth it I showed down the stretch last year I was worth this much. I agree. I don't think personally Skip that's going to damage it because you know you got Trayvon Diggs He's in the third year of a four-year deal mm, Skip. Yeah. And he's going to want he, he's going to want Jalen Ramsey money. And well you know what? and he's going to get it. I think he deserves it. He'll get it. And I think he's earning it day after day. And I think he very quietly did a very good job once again on Justin Jefferson, yeah. even though Minnesota didn't have the ball very much. Right. And they got behind, and then it was a horror show. But the then, point is. You got to save some. Yeah. Because after next the, season. The big one's coming. <laughs> 11 he, he, from heaven. Skip, ain't going to be no discount. No. You already know ain't going to be no discount with this kid. Because no. this kid, and if he gets defensive player of the year in his first two years, there's a possibility he might be getting back-to-back years, so he'll be a defensive player of the year two times in his first three years. You're going to probably have to go $35 million a year for a defensive player. Maybe more, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's going to get $100 million the moment he walks into the Whatever Dak got, he's going to get $25, 30000000 million more than what Dak got to sign. Okay. Me? Yeah. Worth, worth every penny oh, you, of that. You give it to him? I, I'm, I'm a $200 million defensive player? He's the driving force of wow. my whole football team. Ooh. He is the face of the franchise, you know, even above the quarterback at this point. You normally real stingy with the Cowboys' money, but you just Damn. opened up the, the, the bank ball with that one. He is invaluable. He is. And I think you agree with yeah, that. Oh, yeah. He's going to be 24. He'll be 24. I keep telling you, I think they, they come out of the tunnel, and they look around and they say, we got 11, and you guys don't yeah. have 11. I think it boils down to that. Yeah. Okay, so what would Odell do for the team? I keep telling you, I don't really care about his productivity at this point. If, if he could do what he did for the Rams last year, I would be right. ecstatic. Right. Because it took a while to get right. some rhythm with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to take a ride. Remember, he, he played eight games down the stretch for the Rams. He averaged three catches for 34 yards, and he was pretty quiet. And then all of a sudden, 
He got real loud when they went to Tampa yep. because he caught nine for 113, right. and he was starting to get louder right. in the Super Bowl when right. he caught the two balls, including the early yeah. touchdown, mm-hmm. and then you know what happened. Right. Okay, if you could do that, he's worth the $20 million because beyond what he can do, actual productivity, he's a superstar. He, he is a social media giant. And you can say, well, how does that translate? It just translates that you sent a message to your locker room. I went and got you the one that you wanted right. because he has mystique to him. He, as you know, he, he has star quality to him. He has presence. He has aura. Once you get Odell in your locker room, on your sideline, and in your huddle, right. you start thinking, man, Jerry is serious about this. I still believe coming off an injury that he still can be your third or fourth best corner. I, I, and that's I, probably receiver, what he, yeah, receiver, right, yeah. he he'll be your third. He'll be your third. He'll be, I, I, but I, he'll get matched up against your third or fourth corner. Okay. So I feel that Odell against some a team's third or fourth corner is a better oh, matchup. And, so, oh. and that's what he got. A lot of teams had to play him. They're like, okay, we got to devote this attention to Cooper uh, Cooper Cup. Yep. And Odell was eating on second and third guys. He was. So he was now eating. if he goes back to eat, if he goes and he's the third guy behind uh, CD and Gallup, he's going to get the third or fourth corner skip. Okay. Just in my... My heart of hearts and my gut feeling, I think once he got in rhythm, yeah. if, it, if the ACL is just pretty good, yeah. I think he could be a little better than Michael Gallup. And Michael yeah. Gallup's pretty good, yeah. and he had a little bit of a burst right. at Minnesota where you start to say, wait a second, maybe right. he's, he's coming off ACL yep. also. Yes. But over time, by, by come playoff time, I think he could be more valuable because yeah. he's been in big situations right. and circumstances where he has risen and shown right. – at, at the highest levels. Right. So I, I would prefer that. Uh, CD is the unqualified yeah. number one overall yeah. receiver, right? Yeah. And, and he knows that. Yeah. And he would respect that. And I think CD would not be threatened by no. him because CD is, I think he's third in the league in targets. Target. Well, okay. But so the, the offense has been revolving, the throwing, the passing right. offense has been revolving around 88. Well, there's room for him. Yes. There's room because. Dak and Noah Brown have never had the greatest chemistry to me, the greatest. But he hit him on a great throw on Sunday. Let's get okay, me. but that wasn't a great throw to me because it was actually an under. That was the only throw that I had some question about with Dak right. because it was a pump and go. Right. And Noah got him. Yeah. And it was that that kid Booth who's yeah. been, they picked on him all game oh, long. Yeah. And, and he underthrew it a little bit and Noah had to stop and catch it. And then he went down at the one yard line. Right. But, but the point is. Is he better than Noah Brown? You, yeah. you know it, and I know it. Okay, you so, better than the other guy you took in the third round from South Alabama. Okay. Well, who, who's been no factor? And look, James Washington. They keep saying he's going to be back. He's going to be back, and he's not back. Right. And he had like a Jones fracture type right. injury right. to his foot. Well, I don't know, and he never was much in Pittsburgh. I was just hoping against hope that he could give me a one deep ball a game. Right. Well. I'm good with him. Right. I'll take that with CD and Gallup, and then right. I'm good to go. And obviously, Dalton Schultz has good rapport with Dak and Absolutely. good connection with him. And then you're good to go. And I also think that Tony Pollard, who played receiver at Memphis, should get more and more targets as we go down right. the stretch. Because as we keep seeing, you get him in space, he can go. Yep. Okay? So it, it, it just makes all the sense in the world. It's a Super Bowl move by a man who has said repeatedly, you would not believe the size of the check, check I would write. write. Okay? It doesn't matter what size of check you'd write when it's a salary cap situation. Right. 
because he's so frugal against the cap and he believes in building Through from draft. within. Well, it's easy to say that, Skip. You have no idea because we because everybody knows. But, Jerry, you can't write the size of the check that you want because you have a cap issue. It's not like baseball. No. <laughs> you know, the Yankees. Then, then go, he'd be good to go. Right. He yeah. could just go. They could cut Aaron Judge a check for $400 million and yeah. they'd be good to go. Right. You know, we give you nine years, 10 years, $400 million. Good. You can't do that in the NFL. And Jerry okay. knows that. Okay. I do fear that Jerry's going to sit back, depending on the outcome tomorrow. If, let's just say, for the sake of argument, let's say they, they do to the Giants pretty much what they just did to Minnesota. What if they just blow them off the field? Would Jerry sit back and say, you know what? Tyron Smith is about to come back at left tackle so I can move Tyler Smith over one to left guard. And James Washington's about to be good to go. I, I think I, I'm, I think I'm just going to stand pat. You here. sound you sound like a man that thinks Jerry's going to talk himself out of he, it. He well could because he loves to go against the grain. Right. He's not one to give in to to sort of a public tidal wave of let's go get Odell. And right now Jerry has done everything. I mean to draft all these players. If Odell comes in, plays decent in the playoff, Odell gonna get some credit. He would. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry wants all the credit because right now, Skip, he built everything. He did. He kept DQ. He uh, Dak. He re-signed Dak. I guess you know he didn't really want to. They drafted Micah. They 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 let uh, uh, Randy Gregory go. They promoted Doris Armstrong. Yep. So they he's done a lot. Jerry can say, I am the draft master. I, I am the one who picked Sam Williams in the second round, yep. right? Yep. And he's starting to flash even more than Randy Gregory yep. flash. Yep. So. You're, you're right. That's my fear. But they need, if, if they want to go do some things, some big things, right. some great things, they need that man. Wow. Oda, you hear that? Yep. I mean, you ruined one quarterback and now you can bring life, you know, bring <laughs> more life to another quarterback. Yeah, I just, he, he wouldn't ruin Dak, would he? I don't know. No. Well, Dak apparently sure doesn't think so, gentlemen. <laughs> At least, no. supposedly, right now, OBJ is set to visit both teams after the Thanksgiving holiday. We'll see if that game tomorrow changes his mind and lets him land on one definitively. All right, still to come here on Undisputed this morning, guys. How did Ben Simmons look in his return to Philly? You know that was a huge night for him. Skip and Shannon break it all down on the other side of this break here on FS1. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today 
and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. And I won't back down. Christian Pulisic and Team USA coming off that 1-1 tie against Wales earlier this week. Now they look ahead to the group favorite, England. Be sure to catch all the action. Coverage starting this Friday only on Fox at 1 p.m. Eastern. Back here in the U.S., Ben Simmons faced booze last night in his return to Philly. No surprise there. Simmons did finish with 11 points, 11 assists, 7 boards in the 115-106 loss. After the game, Simmons said he thought his reception would be, quote, louder. Flirting with a triple-double there. Shannon, how impressed were you with Simmons' return to Philly? What am I impressed by? Brooklyn lost to a team without their three best players. Skip, we talked about this yesterday. We said, like, man, this should be easy picking. No Joel Embiid inside, no James Harden, no Tyrese Maxey. And they lose to this team? Tobias Harris had a season high, 24 points. Now, we all know Tobias Harris is a max player. That's avoided criticism. They signed Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler, much to the chagrin of Joel Embiid. Mm. De'Anthony Melton had a season high, 22 points. Paul Reed had 19 points. Before last night, Paul Reed had eight games of zero points. He had five games of two points. He came into the night averaging .8 points a game. The man had 19 and 10. Mm -hmm. Now, Ben Simmons had to be guarding one of those guys. Yep. Either he was guarding Paul Reed, Tobias Harris, or DeAnthony Melton. Mm -hmm. One of those guys he was guarding, and they had season highs on his watch. Skip the next offer. I got crushed on the glass again by 14. Skip, the Sixers had 20 offensive rebounds mm -hmm. with no Joel Embiid. No Joel Embiid, and you give up 20 offensive boards. 22 second chance points, you had seven. Skip, this is embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he got close. I thought he'd have, I think I said 12, 8, and 7. I think I said something like that. So I was I was close. He had 11 assists. He had a more assist than I thought he would have. Yeah. Pretty close in rebounds, pretty close in points. But I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with anything. This is embarrassing. The Brooklyn Nets should be embarrassed about what that, that performance that they put out there last night. Everybody, from top to bottom, not just Ben Simmons, and he's going to talk about, I thought, we, why you care? See, Skip, he worried about the wrong thing. But I thought the reception was going to be worse than that. So, I thought y'all was going to play better than what you played. This, this, he, he's worried about the wrong thing. They, I mean, that's, that's terrible. That, that was a terrible performance all around from the Brooklyn Nets. And no, I wasn't impressed because a team without the three best players and no big presence inside, Ben Simmons should have eight. Ben Simmons should have had 31, 11, and seven. Paul Reed? Paul Reed from DePaul. Now, Skip, back, you know, back in the 80s, DePaul was a powerhouse. When they had Coach Myers coaching, they had uh, 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 Mark Aguirre, they were a really good team in the 80s. I, I'm old enough to more than to remember when mm -hmm. they were really good. I, but I covered them in Chicago <laughs> when they were still pretty good. Yeah. So they're, yeah. Not, they're, they're not just, but no, Skip, you can't have three guys. Three best players are out, and then you get three guys get season highs. Come on, man. Come on, Skip. Mm. By the way, Paul Reed was the G League MVP, just for the record. Skip, he was the 58th okay. pick in the draft. Okay. But, but again, I've liked him when, when he gets in. Here's, here's the big picture takeaway for me. Remember, I picked the Sixers to win the East, yeah. and it was because of this depth. But unfortunately, on a nightly basis, the depth doesn't get much of a chance because the other guys just dominate the ball. It's funny, listening to Tobias Harris after the game, he said, 
I, I knew that for once I was actually going to get to touch the ball a lot right. tonight because he was going to be relied upon right. to be the scorer that he right. is capable of being that he often is not. Right. Okay. So I got that. I did tweet the word embarrassed. I'm with you on that. They should be <laughs> humiliated over what happened because this was the classic case of what Dick Motta used to say to me when he was the, the coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Dick Motta once upon a time won a championship yeah. in this league. And he used to. With the old bullets, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. The Wizards, not what they, yeah, would, they, they were, were called that back once then. Once upon a time, they were, and they beat Seattle in the finals. They did. And he he was the ringmaster of that one. Bobby Darrich, Elvin yeah. Hayes, uh, Wes Unsel. That, that is correct. But he used to call it the wounded tiger syndrome, and he said, you, you, in this league, all the teams have enough talent that if, if you aren't careful, if you don't go out and match intensity with, with the subs, yeah. you, you're liable to get embarrassed. And yeah. they, they got hugely embarrassed, and it mainly – you can attribute it to, look, the, the Sixers made 16 of 32 three-point shots. Well, if you do that, if you're going to make 16 threes, you're going to have a chance to embarrass the other team. Right. And they did. So we, we got the usual stat machines. Look, look, look at what KD and Kyrie did. They're like solo stat machines right. who operate in their solo universe independent of this thing called defense because right. they don't seem to care about the defense. No. But, but Kevin makes – Nine of 14, that works, right? Even though it was only 20 points, he had a string of 25 pluses to start the year. But Kyrie made 10 of 18. Well, that looks pretty good on paper, right? Right. They got embarrassed. But okay. if Skip, they got to be in the mid-30s in order for them to win a game. Right. They can't be in the – Skip, they can't score 20 points, 43 points between the two of them and win. All right. So now back to Ben Simmons. I was impressed with how he handled himself, given the demons – that I think he's still fighting deep in his subconscious that all started, that all got their starts in Philadelphia. Right. And so to go back, you've been there before where mm-hmm. you had to go back, but you didn't get really booed. No, I, I didn't. Mean, nobody booed you. But, I didn't. But he, he was ready for the boos, and I thought he handled the boos fairly well. The, the point you make is a good point because I think he was so fixated on, I just got to survive the night psychologically yes. and emotionally. Yes that the winning part is irrelevant. Right. Like, whatever's happening on the scoreboard is irrelevant. I just got to survive right. and advance to the next game, right. right? So his numbers are pretty good because it's who he is. Right. I, I keep telling you, he, he is a, an extremely gifted basketball player who's gifted completely unconventionally because he can't shoot a lick. Correct. But he did go to the free throw line last night. Early, he had two, and he made one, and then he went up the court like, I got you. Like, like, I, I, he did yeah. about the George no, no, Shrug. Like, yeah. hey, I made a free throw. Okay. What, like, y'all thought okay. I was going to miss these? Okay, for him, that was a big <laughs> deal, and he makes three out of six. So he winds up with 11 points, but he had 11 assists. Yes. And he had seven rebounds. Yes. Okay, so he had a Jason Kidd almost triple-double. Correct. But then you keep looking across the stat sheet, and you say, well, wait a second. He had three steals. Three blocks. And he had three blocks yep. to go with three turnovers. But that's who he is. Yeah. He, he can put those numbers in columns in the stat, in, in the box score, that the others can't do. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the other, he's a good fit for this team, but it didn't matter last night because when push came to shove, when they needed to really ratchet it up and put, their, put the pedal to the metal in the fourth quarter, what did Ben Simmons do in the fourth quarter? Help me out here. I don't think he scored. He played five minutes. He didn't even take a shot. He didn't obviously attempt a free throw. He he didn't have a rebound and he didn't have an assist. He did have a steal and he did have a couple of block shots, which is decent. But but again, what was he doing in the fourth quarter? He was 
staying away from the basketball exactly. because I think he didn't want to go to the free throw line. Yeah. Right? But here again, what happened? They allowed the Sixers to shoot 50% from they the did. floor, 60% from the three-point line. Yep. They made five or six free throws, and they scored 30 points. That's what and happened. Boom, that, and that's it because you don't play defense. Yep. Kevin, Kevin Durant only took – Kevin Durant only played six minutes in the fourth quarter. I'm like, well, well they yanked, he yanked all the starters yeah. with about five minutes left because it. But he only took one shot. Yep. yep. I mean, no, I got it. I got it. I kept waiting for him to say, okay, now we're going to go. And now they didn't go. I don't care what anybody say. Kevin Durant over Brooklyn. Maybe. He's over Maybe. Brooklyn, Skip. Yeah. I mean, he'll play offense. Yeah, yeah, no, play yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying he's going to play hard. He's not going to quit. But that, he want to be somewhere else. He don't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. You he's could be right. So, I think Ben Simmons, in the big picture, was very relieved that he got that behind him. I think it was a huge psychological hurdle for him right. as he fights off all the demons in the back of his head. But he did get the, uh, the cry of chicken nuggets because he missed two he free did throws. That. In the he did that. Yeah. It's yeah. a skill. Okay, okay, you make the two free throws and you give the shrug. But every time you make a, sh a shot, you can't shush the crowd. Yeah. You can't be shushing the crowd in the third quarter, bro. You no. got to wait until the ball game, late in the ball game, and you hit the dagger shot. Okay, but for him, that was his game seven. You know, like he, he just needed nah. to get through game seven, right, and, yeah. and, and be respectable. And the numbers are respectable. Yeah. The, the only number that's not respectable is the final score of the game because it's, it's a humiliation. Yes, you lost by nine without the three best players. 115 to 106. How you get out, Skip, how you get out rebounded by 14 with no Joel Embiid on the desire. court? If Paul Reed, desire. So if Paul Reed gave you 19 and 10, what the hell would Embiid have given you? 50 and 20, he'd have had an AD night. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> he'd have had, he had an AD yeah. night, Skip. Yeah. Okay, well, the Sixers are on notice because when they get their three best players back, you would think that this looks like a pretty good roster, right? Oh, it is. But I don't think I don't think they can beat Boston. I don't think they can beat – because Chris Middleton hadn't played a snap yet. I hadn't played, dribbled the ball yet this year. He's coming back. I don't, believe, I don't believe they can mess with those two teams. Those are clearly the two team best teams in the East that I've seen thus far. Speaking of intensity and commitment and focus, when Joel Embiid decides, yeah, he, he, he's the biggest monster in the league yeah. to me. So he has to decide on a nightly basis, and then the next issue is he has to be healthy on a nightly basis, okay? And it's one thing after another. It's a foot, it's his stomach, it's a this. It's what a, do most big men suffer I from? It. I got it. His feet. Mm -hmm. Bill Walton, they ruined it. it. ended his career, basically ended his career. Yeah, he, he played another five, six, seven years, Skip, but he was never the same big red that dominated the NBA Finals that was Rookie of the Year that won the NBA Finals and was Finals MVP. He was never that again. He was the league MVP. Yes! As a, he absolutely were. The first two years, he was a sensation. He was could do it all. And then if he, Sam Boyd, big no. Yep. I mean, Skip, I mean, Joel Embiid, what do you think Joel weighs? 320? At least. He's he at looks least like he slimmed down a little bit this year. But Skip, man, you, I, he has, I know for you a fact down he's changed on, his diet. On a 7-2 frame. I, I got it. I got it. Yeah, he's, he's three bills for sure. Easy. Okay. But when he's right. Oh, yeah, he's legit. Oh. Hey. There's nobody writer when, when he's right. Yeah. And and if they could get then I don't know what's wrong with James. He's always got something wrong with him. Now he got like I said, I don't know what kind of shoes they're wearing. Maybe they're wearing flip-flops at practice or shoot around or something. Know. But how you have your three best players and they basically dealing with the same type of injury, a foot injury? I don't know. But just from a distance, because I am a Ben Simmons fan. I, I was proud of him for getting through it. I know yeah. it doesn't count on the scoreboard, but just to get through that and be I think we can say he was respectable, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
I mean, but Skip, we should, we should gotta expect more from a three-time All-Star and a two-time uh, All-NBA defensive player. Yeah. We gotta expect more than. Okay, be but I think he's respectable. He he's on the trail back, maybe not to that glory because that it's hard to be Rookie of the Year, make three straight All-Star teams right. and two straight first-team All-Defense. It's hard to do. Right. And I don't know if he'll ever reachieve that. Again. Sometimes he moves like his back was like yeah. his back. You can tell he had something wrong with his back because he's not as fluid as he once was. Yeah. He did play. I got one last one I wanted to show really? for those who didn't get to see the game. He was trying as hard as he could try because he made one play at the end of the half, if we could see it real quick, where he, he fought for the basketball and then dived on the floor and made a high IQ assist. We slapped the ball up the floor to Kevin. Yeah. For, okay. That's who, he, That's who he, he, he can do that. Okay. That's who he is. Slapped it up the floor, off the floor. He just saw it and read it. And slapped it, and and again, that's his value to this team. Yes. But if the if the two superstars are unplugged, it doesn't matter. But Skip, right? he can't play defense well enough by himself. No. To overcome the lack of players Agreed. that they have that's defensive minded. Yeah. I mean, when you give up when you give up for a plus fourteen with no Joel Embiid, you know Joel Embiid is a twelve rebound a night guy. He is easy. No. Yep. And they normally get out-rebounded every night. They get crushed on the offensive end every night. That's why they're damn near to the bottom when it comes to second-chance points, what they give up because the team just crashes, kills them on the board. Claxton, he tries, Skip, but he's just too light. I mean, he's 6-7. or seven. Yeah. But, but my, my biggest frustration with Kevin Durant, who I have called in the past many times best player on the planet, is yeah. you, you, you're 7 feet tall. You, can't you do better than five rebounds? He I mean, should. it just seems like – by by chance, you could get seven or eight rebounds just by accident. Yep, Kevin Durant played thirty-seven minutes and didn't commit one foul. No, not there mentally. I, I, I don't know how you played that I, long I, and I not agree. not one. It's a good point. You I ain't trip. Agree. You didn't trip anybody. You wear nope. a size twenty. No, nope. so at least just trip somebody and just get a foul. <laughs> no, nope. agreed. Well, guys, busy schedules for these two teams. Up next for the Nets, tonight they face off against the Raptors. And for the 76ers, they face the Hornets. And up next for us, get ready, Skip. Yes, your Cowboys are huge favorites tomorrow, but are they about to let their fans down on Thanksgiving Day? Keep it right here on Undisputed. We're back in just a moment. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. Skips Cowboys now nine and a half point favorites against the Giants, but Cowboys fans now don't get too excited. Let's look at history. Dallas has lost six of their last eight games on Thanksgiving. Hmm. War of the stats. Shannon, how concerned mm. should Cowboys fans be about another Thanksgiving Day letdown? Skip is one game. Anything can happen. But if I'm the cow, if I'm the Cowboy faithful, I feel pretty good after watching what. And maybe that's why there should be some calls for a law because you watch what you watch from one team on Sunday, and then you saw what you saw from the other team on Sunday. There ain't no way they can beat us. And then all of a sudden they start fat catting, and the next day you know you find yourself in the game in the fourth quarter. But if the Cowboys do what they've done the last game, which is go out and come late in the, I, I think by the half, the Vikings knew, man, we can't, we ain't winning this game. Let's just hey, let's continue to play hard. Make sure we don't get anybody hurt, and let's get or ready. Was it twenty to three at half? And, and yep. Skip the twenty, the, but they hadn't come close to moving the ball nope. since they got that three point. They missed the touchdown by Hawkinson. They hadn't, they didn't come close to moving the ball after that. So now, uh, although if Hawkinson makes either of those plays, it's ten to three it, Vikings. It, it, right? it might be a different situation. Yep. So now they got a Thanksgiving Day game against the New England Patriots. Yep. If I'm if I'm the Cowboys, you take a page out of what you saw uh, uh, the Lions do. You take Saquon away, 14 carries, 22 yards. You put the ball in Daniel Jones' hands. Says, I do not believe Vanilla Big can beat us. That's what Saquon nicknamed him. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he can beat us. I'm gonna make you throw the football, and when you throw the football against this Cowboys team, they look like the '70s Doomsday and the 80, early '80s Doomsday defense. Yep. They come get you. Mm. And so, if I'm the, and sometimes Skip, it's not all about coaches. Sometimes you don't need to coach as a as a leader in the locker room. Dak Prescott, you get the guys together and say, "Look here, man, Mike McCarthy don't need to tell us anything about this one. This one's on us. Let's go out there. Let's start fast. Let's play consistent. Let's not do anything dumb. Let's not get any dumb penalties. Yep. And let's go ahead and win this ball game. We're the better team." We should win this ball game if we play Cowboys football, but I don't know if that's a good thing because Cowboys football, if make bonehead plays, you get penalized. But, hey, cut down on the penalties, this team can't stay with us. We should, hey, at the, at somewhere midway through the third quarter, we should be eating turkey. We should be getting ready. I, oh, I don't know. They don't do the, they don't do the turkey anymore. You know, like your coach, man, used to have a turkey to traduct it and everything mm-hmm. on the sideline. Yep. I'd be thinking about, man, I think I'm going to have me two plates of turkey yep. dressing. Yep. I'm going to have some you know, mac and cheese. Yep. I, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. If I'm the Cowboys, that's how they should be thinking. Let's end this game by the third quarter. Okay. I hear you. By the way, speaking of Vanilla Vic, <laughs> I ran into Michael Vic a couple of days ago in the hallway because he's on his way to do your yeah. podcast. Yes, yeah. And I said, Vanilla Vic? <laughs> Talking about Daniel Jones? And, and Michael just shook his head. Oh, he said, no, no, he's not. <laughs> no. Because that trended on Twitter, I think I noticed after an early touchdown, and then all of a sudden Detroit scored all the touchdowns yes. from that point forward. Okay, back to the premise. Obviously, I'm lifelong diehard Cowboy fan. I want to drive home the point how for years on end we have owned the Thanksgiving Day stage. It was our stage, and it was our rocket ship to the stars because it, was, it, it gave us a late-season quote-unquote buy because right. we got 10 days for the stretch run after we got to play at home on Thanksgiving. And as as we talked about many times, it got grandfathered in from the start because nobody wanted to play on Thanksgiving since Detroit and Dallas. (laughs) And Tech Schramm, God bless him. Yeah. God rest his soul. He was sort of the original architect of the Cowboys. He said, I'll do it. Right. He knew 
it was going to be a big stage because it's a solo stage. And if you get the late game, everybody's, I guess, I don't know what everybody's habits are, but I think most people have eaten and then they sit back and watch the Dallas Cowboys, right. America's team. So here we go. And I look at stretches. Back in 74 to 85, we won nine out of 10. 81 to 85, we won six straight Thanksgiving Day games. Look at the, the dynasty of the 90s that I covered. Six out of seven Thanksgiving right. Day games, except for the Leon Lett game, which was a bizarre snow game, snow game. on Thanksgiving. And in you Dallas, had that Texas. game one if Leon Lett just lead the ball I'll, alone. Just leave it alone and we win that game or we would have won seven straight. Even earlier in 2006 to 2009 in the 2000s, we won four straight. And then, as Jen just read, wait a second. We've lost six of the last eight. We've lost three straight. We've lost four out of five. That is horrifying to me because all of a sudden Thanksgiving owns us. And, again, the only two times that we've won the game, were they were both against Washington. One was a Kirk Cousins game and one was a a, a Colt McCoy McCoy. game. Okay? And we've lost the last three. One was an Andy Dalton game. But – Two or that games right. against Buffalo, obviously, and then the Raiders debacle yeah. last year on Thanksgiving. Well, Buffalo blew you out. Just blew, blew us out. And it was before they were Buffalo. Buffalo, correct. Right? Yeah. I, I didn't know yet who they, they were. They were coming, right. And you, you looked up at the end of that game, and they said, they just dominated yep. you on your home field. Okay, so what do we have right now? The spread just keeps going up and up and up. It's up to nine and a half points. What did it open as? I don't, I don't like know, eight? eight something in the eight somewhere, but it wow. just it keeps getting betting up. Okay, so what 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 happened going to Green Bay? Do you remember just two weeks ago, yeah. everybody in the world said this Green is Bay a mismatch, dead. right? Yeah. Green Bay was dead. Dead. They were dead because they were three and six at that point, and Dallas was a five-point favorite at Lambeau. It is funny. Guess who the Packers had just lost to? Detroit. Who did the Giants just lose to? <laughs> Detroit. Good point. Maybe Detroit's better than you think, right? But remember, it was Detroit, if I can go back four games, that early in the fourth quarter in Dak's return right. at Jerry World, yeah. Jamal Williams is going in for the 13-10 to 10 Detroit touchdown, yeah. and he got rocked at the one and fumbled the football. Remember, yep. Demarcus Lawrence mm-hmm. rocked him. Yep. Okay, so here you are. You're in a nine-and-a-half-point favorite at home against a division rival, and as you always preach, division games are just different. They're just different. They know you, you know them. Yeah, and they're going to come and they're going to fight you because it's a big stage for them. And by the way, as badly as they lost Detroit, they're still 7-3 and as you are 7-3. and Correct. You got to 7-3 to on the rise. They fell to 7-3, and right? Yep. But have they been a surprise team? Yes. Yes. Are they beat up? Yep. Yep, they're beat up. But do they still have Saquon? Yep, they have yeah. Saquon. Do they have Daniel Jones, who's had his moments this year? Yep, they yep. still but do. Skip, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Giants. They played the they played the Lions, who had the 31st ranked rush defense. They had the 32nd defense in points allowed, and Saquon had 22 yards rushing, and they scored 18 points. They give up 30 points a game, and you can only get 22 yards out of Saquon. You can only know. get 18 points. So the Cowboys are like, look, let's let's. Stop the, that's the only that's the only vulnerability that the Cowboys defense have. Because yep. whatever reason, they don't play the run. What well, one of the reasons, Skip, when you want to get to the quarterback, sometimes you create lanes. Yep. And they have a run play call, they have a run on, and you out of lanes, and so the lane is bigger than what it should be because you stun it your way out of it. But if the Cowboys look, if the Cowboys played, first of all, if the Cowboys played their best, the Giants played their absolute best. 
the Cowboys still are the touchdown better than they Absolutely. Are. Now, Agreed. the only problem that you run into, a team plays their best and you don't play your best. Now you set yourself up. You don't want to go into a game when you play a team like the Giants, Skip, that you believe that you're better than. I believe the Cowboys are better than them. You don't want this game going into the fourth quarter because mm-hmm. it's something about that, like, we ain't supposed, they didn't think we were going to be here. And you wake up and you find yourself Agreed. in a ball game, and I then agree. all of a sudden, it, a ball, a funny, the funny-shaped ball takes a bad bounce here yep. and there, and you find yourself, you lose in the game. You're like, how did they lose to the Giants, who just got crushed by the Lions? Good point. I'll remind you one more time. With Cooper Rush at quarterback, we went up there on Monday night earlier this season, yeah. and we won by a touchdown, 23-16. to 16. They took the lead 13-6 to mid-third quarter. And all of a sudden, Cooper Rush led two straight big scoring drives, completing 11 of 12 passes for 129 yards. We're better than they are. Right. So I'm here to say, I'll be on record, we should win this game convincingly, and we will. We should cover the nine and a half, okay. and I believe we will. Okay. I think we could win by a couple so of touchdowns. Conv- as long as you cover, that's a convincing win for you. Absolutely. You win by two scores, okay. Well, it's, it's division game, yeah. right? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, people don't realize two scores is a lot in an NFL game. This isn't college yeah. where Ohio State all of a sudden is playing a, a, a team of Le- Illinois yeah, or Indiana. Right, right. You know, Skip, that's not that. Yep. These are professionals. These are the best of the best. It's not like Ohio State of how all the five stars, the Indiana might not have one. These are professional teams. These are professional teams. They yeah. meet, they coach, and they all that stuff. So when you win by double digits, that's saying something in an NFL Although, game. Just quick point to defend Illinois. They did play the hell out of Michigan last they week. Did. They did. Okay, they because, almost won. because Michigan is thinking about look at, they Ohio look at, State. They're looking ahead to Ohio State. Okay, I got it. Here's the point. In the end, all I ever hear, I've heard it for years and years, is to use your phrase, Cowboys will do cowboy things when you least <laughs> expect it, right? Okay, their history has been, since the 90s, it's been a 27-year drought of not even getting back to NFC Championship games. They will fall on their face masks when you least expect it. They they will crumble and and implode when you least expect it. Okay, is this one of those trap opportunities? Well, well, it it shapes up as one. It it could be. I don't think they're going to cowboy just yet, but we know they're going to do some some cowboying down the road. I'm counting on them doing that. I'm not, because if you can take care of business as the superior team here, all of a sudden, well, well, if if you can get your 10 days off at 8 and 3, then you got home games against Indianapolis and Houston. Then you go to Jacksonville. These are winnable games. And then you got your revenge match on Christmas Eve against Philadelphia. Then you have to finish at Tennessee, and you got to go to Washington. You don't, Skip, you really need to win this game because you want you want to add, you want the situation where we could possibly take the lead could if take we the beat lead. Philly. You could win the division. Yeah. You, you could do some big cowboy good things. You, you could do old cowboy things, yeah. as in Super Bowl-type things. Yeah. And you could get all the way to the game at Tennessee and then at Washington end. You, you could be in the proverbial catbird Absolutely. seat going to those games. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. I'll Case be closed. very curious to see what OBJ ends up tweeting during this game, guys. I bet a lot of folks <laughs> are going to be watching that one closely. Yep.